Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jesse Ritter, and you're listening to Weekdays with Murph. Hi, listeners, and welcome to another edition of Weekdays with Murph. Uh, today on the show, uh, we uh, welcome back, back our good friend, uh, our radio host, Ty Bentley. We'll um, talk with Ty about the recent uh, event. Uh, he uh, hosted in Nashville. His 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 time currently with 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 Apple Music, as well as anything else that's coming up for him. Um, this is going to be fun. So with that being said, let's go ahead and and uh, and and welcome back back a good friend Ty Bentley to the show. Hey Ty, how are you, buddy? What's up, bro? How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. Um. Um, thank you for doing this again today. You're welcome. I'm trying to escape a uh, an incessant sort of equipment sound that is coming from our street, no matter where I go in my house. They're putting oh, in right in. <laughs> yeah, they're digging up the oh, whole world. <laughs> so, um, what have you been up to, man? Uh, I think you named it. I heard you. I heard you give a very kind intro, and uh, I talked to you in like a year at this point. So like. But I've been up to uh, to working in a completely different environment than I've ever worked before in radio. It's been awesome. Uh, now, uh, the first question I had for you, I'm kind of kind of diving right on in. Um, talk about how you got the the, the uh, Apple Music gig. Yeah, I, it was uh, it was pretty interesting because I've learned you know more about this company that I've loved for my whole life. Um, ah, whole life is a strong, I, I, I gravitated toward Apple slowly, I guess when I was younger. And then when I began radio, I started to appreciate more and more kind of the ties that, um, Apple had to, to music. And so for a long time, I've loved Apple. It is literally my favorite company in the world. And, uh, and as I was coming up on the end of, I mean, this is, <laughs> this is like super open and honest. When I was coming up on the end of my last radio contract, um, doing the Ty Bentley show, which was syndicated across the United States and the UK um, on the terrestrial radio side, I kind of had in my mind the, the inkling that it was time to move to something that I felt like would give me a better future runway, I call it, but just sort of like a longer runway as radio continued to evolve and I wasn't sure you know, the terrestrial stuff was exactly what I needed to be doing and that I wanted to be in kind of the next frontier, whatever that ended up being. So as my contact, as my contract was ending, uh, I kind of just noted to um, my team around me that I was looking for other possibilities. And I was like, it doesn't have to be now. Like, you know, we can, we can re-sign a contract. Um, they offered, you know, they asked me to stay. And, uh, and my intention was to re-sign and, um, but I said, in the, at the same time, if I resign this contract, I feel like the next go around when this thing expires, I would like to have an opportunity on a service like Apple or Amazon or, you know, Spotify or whatever. And I kind of put it out there. I just really wanted to be on a, a digital service. I thought that was where the world's going. And, and my team heard me and they appreciated that. And I said, are any of these hiring right now? Like, are they doing it? They should be doing radio. They're not doing radio. And, uh, and nobody was doing radio. Nobody was talking about it. Nothing was happening yet. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I, I re-signed this time, but just know my intention is that at the end of the contract, I'd really like another option for us. 
And lo and behold, as I was waiting for them to uh, actually give me the contract to sign, um, I get a call from my team, and they're like, hey, Apple just reached out, and they're really interested in you. Why don't we just like, kind of slow everything uh, on, on what your plan is right now and see where this goes? And so I, uh, that path, you know, I went and I, I talked to Apple, and I learned more about what they were doing, but they were very secretive about it which is cool because that's what I've learned my whole life is that Apple won't tell you what's going on until there's this huge news, you know, a town hall or a huge announcement or a worldwide developers conference, like just some huge moment, right? They're good at secrets. And uh, kind of in the dark a little bit on what I was going to be doing and what they were going to be doing, I, I battled with the decision, but I ultimately made the leap of faith and decided, okay, I'm going to go join Apple and find out what, lies ahead, something that's never been done before. Awesome. Uh, uh, and, and I think it's safe to say that, that Apple's been good to you. Yeah, that's absolutely safe to say. Apple's been good to me, especially in such a weird year. You know, I got really lucky that the timing of um, me joining Apple um, was, you know, lined up in the way that it was with the pandemic and everything because I think it was a really hard time in radio. And so many of my friends, I watched them struggle. I, um, I literally, you know, turned in my two-week notice in the middle of February and then of last year, of 2020. And two weeks later, you know, I, I left the job for the last time on a Friday, stepped on an airplane on Sunday and flew out to begin my orientation with Apple. And while I was in Cupertino, I got a, a million text messages. I woke up in the morning, the, the second morning I was there to a just a ton of texts of people going, are you okay? Is your family okay? And like, I wear contacts, so I couldn't, you know, I couldn't really read them, but I, all I saw are, are you okay? Is your family okay? From like an unbelievable amount of texts. Like I was just scrolling. I couldn't even find the end of them. And my heart's sinking because my family wasn't with me. They were in Nashville. And I was like, what went, what happened? And it turned out that that was the night that the tornado had run through Nashville um, luckily my family was okay. I was able to like text my wife and, and get confirmation on that. But that tornado really shut down our city a couple of weeks ahead of how the pandemic shut down the rest of the world. So for me, I literally, the day that everything shut down was at the beginning of my journey of this new chapter. It was ironic and, and really, really, you know, for, for our family, it was really, really lucky. Wow. Uh, and that leads me to, to, uh, my next question, and you can can uh, uh, can Tony tell me to shut up? It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> but, <laughs> Let's say ahead of time I won't say that. Let's see what it is. But I'm pretty open, dude. You know that. Yeah. Uh, if the opportunity ever uh, presented itself again to go back to to uh, terrestrial radio, would you ever do it? I, you know, I wouldn't say no to that ever because there were so many things about terrestrial radio that I loved. And also there were so many things that are already happening in terrestrial radio that aren't yet happening on Apple radio, you know, and, and I don't know where Apple radio is headed. And I don't know if any of these, you know, things in my mind are ever going to be part of what that is. But I do know that whatever we're doing right now with Apple Music Country, which is the radio station I'm on, that will not be the same today as it is a year from now, and it will not be the same three years from now as it is, you know, in the coming months. It's always evolving. It's always going to be changing. So I don't even know, you know, what's ahead, which is a great thing because it doesn't make me go, 
oh, this isn't right for me. I'm, I'm really, really impatient in a lot of things, and, um, and I've learned patience over the years, but I'm quick to say, this isn't right for me. I don't like this. I'm going to go do something else. And since I don't think we'll ever know exactly what this is because it's never going to continue to be the same thing, it's always going to evolve, I, I don't think I have to worry about that side of me going, this isn't right for me. Um, so not to say I would never go back to radio because maybe I, maybe that's in the cards for me, or maybe that's something that I'm kind of like backed into a corner and have to do at some point for some reason under some technicality. But I hope that I get to continue the rest of my career at the place that I am. I really like it. And, and I totally get that. I mean, uh, especially with, with, uh, 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 streaming radio now, um, um, like you said, uh, we have no idea where it's going to be uh, next week, let alone a year from now. We have no idea. And that's, and like you said, I think that's the beauty of it. I agree. I think that for me it's an opportunity that I've never had before to be in the forefront, you know, to be right at the cutting edge of something that's developing and happening. Everybody, you know, kind of got in on podcasts, and and once people started getting in on podcasts, that became part of my life, and I – joined in and loved it and it was a new creative outlet but it was already something that had been done by a lot of other people it was already something that had been defined by a lot of other people but in this case there is literally no one doing a live radio broadcast to 167 countries and especially as easily accessible as to just push a little button inside of apple music you know you open up your phone you go to apple music there's a radio button right in the middle at the bottom if you go to your computer open up apple music click on radio Boom, you can listen to us. Um, so, yeah, and, that for me, it's it's part of defining something. And and I've tuned in uh, to uh, your Apple Music show uh, numerous times, and I've oh. also tuned I've also tuned into a bunch of other shows that I, that 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 I really love. Like, um, like you've got got uh, so many. Uh, um, great hosts over there. Like you've got uh, Tierra, Kelly Bannon, uh, Ward Gunther. I mean, uh, just a uh, entire list of people over there that 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 uh, I just love listening to. Awesome. Thanks for saying that, man. I like all of them. You know, from the new music nerd friendship side of things first, and then on top of that, I get to listen to their shows, and I'm, there's always something different that I'm impressed by each of them with. Everybody kind of has their field of expertise. Right. Uh, now, I kind of want to uh, switch gears here, here, here for a second. Uh, um, about, a, uh, um, I think it was at the start of June, um, you got an opportunity uh, to host a, a live event in Nashville called called Hot Chicken and Hits. Um um, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so that was part of a fundraiser for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society uh, that I was asked to be part of. And I got the invitation to be part of it. The, the campaign was called um, Man or Woman of the Year. And it was, it was, you know, multiple people who I think the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society saw had a good network around them, might be great to help them with spreading the word of the good that they're doing and then also raising money for the resources that they have available to people that are fighting blood cancers. 
So, of course, I was all in, but even more than that, I was asked to do it by somebody who's now recognized as the girl of the year for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, this young songwriter and artist whose name is Ava Page, and she's unbelievably talented, like an amazing songwriter, an amazing voice. And then on top of that, she's been battling leukemia for the last, basically since I've known her for the last couple of years. And uh, it's all leading up to, I believe it's called her remission date, but December 13th is kind of the big day for her this year. And, uh, and that's when they'll be able to like cheer and eat cake and celebrate her um, winning, you know, this battle. So her asking me to be part of it totally influenced me in the direction of, of course, I'm going to say yes. But I also knew that it was going to be really hard to raise money. I'm, I did it on my own. I did it outside of the work that I do um, at Apple that we've been talking about. This was a completely different thing. This was all Thai. And, and I didn't have a radiothon. I didn't have a telethon. It's a year where so many people are struggling already because there's a pandemic. So all of that to say, I was very intimidated by the idea of asking people to help me support this cause. I'm just not a natural uh, asker. I don't like to take. I'd r- much rather be the guy that's like, hey, can I help you? Um, but I didn't see it that way. You know, I had to cut. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people feel that way and that's why it's so hard to find people that will raise money, which is again, why I felt this obligation to do a great job for them. Because I was like, I'm probably in a great position really to use some of the friends that I have in this town and to use some of the, um, people that I have in my life to really support leukemia and lymphoma society. And they had to something that's called, they still do this thing called the $100 million children's initiative which is helping create treatments for kids that are battling blood cancer because a lot of the treatments right now are like adult treatments that have been tailored for a kid. They'll like lower the dosage or something. But really, ultimately, like you wouldn't give your kid like adult medicine if you went to the pharmacy. So why would you give your kid adult cancer treatment for their little bodies to try to handle as they're battling cancer? So anyway, long story short, I was compelled for a billion reasons to help out. And what I did is I called a bunch of artists that I thought would be um, just fun to hang out with, and I asked them to come out and raise some money with me, but we would do a live music night in Nashville, and this is just as things were starting to maybe open back up. So even there, I was like, can we do this? Well, we have to do it as a live stream event. Can we have an in-house audience? So, so we set it up as a live stream event initially, and then it led to Nashville was open enough that we felt comfortable having an audience. But um, the artists themselves would come out and they played in a round. So each artist would, like, tell a story about – a song, play that song. Then we go to the next artist. They tell a story about the song, play their hit. Go to the next artist, same thing. And they go around and they each take turns over and over until the end of the night. And uh, as we raised money, before they sang each song, depending on how much money we had raised, they had to take a bite of increasingly hotter Nashville hot chicken and then see if they could still, like, sing or talk or uh, had to leave the stage or go to the bathroom. But it was uh, – I knew it was going to be weird and it was going to be kind of wild but we just got the right people over and over. And we actually ended up doing three weeks of this uh, downtown at a place called the 1230 club, which is right along Broadway where all the honky tonks are in Nashville. And it was phenomenal. And we raised a ton of money and we also just, everybody got a chance to see live music again. So it was like really fulfilling to my soul. And, and, and I caught a little bit of, of a live stream that you did. You had people like, like uh, low catch, new arts. I mean, just, yeah, a bunch of artist friends years there, and and I thought it was really cool, you know. Thank you. Yeah, it was all, it was a it was not my forte to put together an event, but it was a very fun night. It was like work that I I couldn't do consistently. There's no way I could pull that thing together over and over. But it was really really fun to do those shows. Yeah, 
uh, and I'm sort of embarrassed to admit this, but but um, um, even though I live about uh, two and a half hours from Nashville, I've never tried the hot chicken. I'm sort of embarrassed to admit to this, but it took me probably three years when I lived in Nashville to try the hot chicken. So it's, I mean, it's hot. I went, it was a meeting with my boss. The first time I went, I went to this place called Party Fowl, which is on 8th Avenue, uh, kind of near downtown. And it was just me and like the, one of the top bosses at my old job. And we went out and I ordered hot chicken because I was like, oh, they have chicken here. I should finally try it. And my boss was like, um, you're probably not going to want to get it that hot. And I ordered like the, the hottest one you could get. And I was like, no, 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 I love spicy stuff. I love it. I grew up on salsa. Like I love it. And, uh, he was like, okay, I don't think you should do it. And the waiter was like, I don't think you should do it. And I was like, guys, I got this. And I don't know this boss very well. And it wasn't somebody I hung out with much. So I'm kind of like, you know, I, I want to have a good conversation with him. And like, I want the, the lunch to go really well. And, um, the first bite into that chicken I immediately lost my voice for literally five minutes. Couldn't talk, couldn't breathe, couldn't speak, could barely drink water. Just had to sit quietly for five straight minutes. <laughs> it's hot. Wow. Now, now, I'm the same way as you. I love hot, hot and spicy stuff. I mean, the spicier the better for me. But, uh, but, uh, um, to uh, hear you talk about that. I'm a little afraid of that chicken now. Yeah, you got to go back. If you see the first night, and actually maybe the second week too, but the first, I think the first week of Hot Chicken and Hits is still on my Facebook page. If you go find, find Ty Bentley um, and you scroll down, you'll see the, the live feed that we did. And it wasn't the best audio quality, but there's a point late in the, in the show where um, everybody kind of talked me into jumping on there. So Charles Eston, Lindsay L., Kanan Smith, and Fancy Haygood we're all playing that night. And I was like, guys, thanks for doing this. And, and then somehow they talked me into trying like hot chicken. And the second I was putting it in my mouth and had already agreed in front of the whole audience to do it, I looked down and I saw the manager of 1230 club, which is the event space that we were at. And he, he was grinning ear to ear. And I was like, Oh my God, Chase 1000% made this the hottest chicken that I could ever touch. And it was blistering hot. Like, I was in tears. My nose was running. Uh, it, it, there was enough. I can't even say anything about it. And then even that night, I'd washed my hands about 15 times. And when I uh, was going to bed, hours later, took my contacts out and putting my fingers that had touched that hot chicken in my eye, it felt like I had stabbed myself in the face with scissors. It was so hot. But so fun. Wow. It's so worth it for a good cause. Yeah. That's true. That's crazy, though. Uh, now, um, getting back to the, the, uh, music for a second, uh, because I know you're, you're just as much of a music nerd as I am, uh, and that's saying a lot, uh, uh, who, uh, uh, well, um, um, give me your, uh, your, uh, top five artists that you need to know right now. That you need to know right now. Oh, that's tricky. So, hey, do you want me to give you just overall artists that you may already be familiar with, or do you want, like, newbies? Yeah, just, um, just overall newbies, uh, just whatever. Um, I'm going to say a couple names I've already said. So I, I mentioned Walker Hayes. I think Walker's been around for a long time, but he's having this cool 
um, kind of not really resurgence. That's not even the right word. It's, it's like he's finding a niche where his art, which has always been good, any Walker Hayes music you listen to is an earworm. It's going to get stuck in your head and it accepts your mind. Uh, and, and it's like fun. But he's found this stride right now. And his song Fancy Life is huge. It's, he created a dance with his daughter that they could put up on TikTok. And now, like, the whole world is doing the fancy-like dance. And you'll see it everywhere. But the song is really, really clever and cool, and it reminds me of my childhood. It reminds me of, like, um, being in love. It's just all the things. So Walker's got that going for him. He's also got this killer song with Levi Hummond that's out now called Paying For It. Um, it's extremely catchy, but a really cool idea behind it, which is that the relationship is over, but it is still uh, costing money. <laughs> so, like, listen to Paying For It. <laughs> And then Walker wrote this great song with Alana Springsteen, who's another artist that I'll put on my list, in fact, um, because uh, she's just, she's really found something. She's been in Nashville for several years, and she's been writing since she was really young. I met her a long time ago and was like, oh, she's really cool. And, and then every time I hear her, I'm like, her voice is great. Her, oh, her songs are great. But now she's got songs like this song called Trying Not To um, that she did uh, a couple of months ago. She put it out, and it's great, but... She wrote this song with Walker called Zero Trucks. And uh, I've I feel heard like it. it's a euphemism for something. Yeah, oh, you have. Okay, good. So <laughs> that it. song, again, it's just representative of, of Walker and the people that he puts around him, which includes Alana, who are so talented that they can create these songs that just get into your brain and you wake up singing them in the morning. So, um, uh, and then also he's written with this, this band Tiger Lily, who's another band that I would put out there, mm-hmm. who are from North Dakota. They're two sisters. and. Um, they kind of fill a space like Sugarland. Like, you know, I've been missing Sugarland on the radio. I always love Jennifer Nettles' voice. Right. And Christian Bush is just like a really cool guy. Um, so Tiger Lily is kind of filling that same attitude and sonic vibe. And, I, and they just are so enthusiastic. And, and they, they work their asses off, but they're just like good people too. So um, Walker's written with all these people. He's getting these cuts with all these people. He's getting more than that too, but – Walker Hayes is just definitely in his element right now. Alana Springsteen, like I said, just really, really cool stuff going on with her. Tiger Lily are people you should watch for sure. I love Jimmy Allen. Jimmy Allen has this new EP. It's not even an EP anymore. It's a full album. I think it's like 15 songs long called the Betty James Gold Edition. And he did all collaborations. So he collaborates with everybody from uh, Babyface to Little Big Town, Lindsay L., Brad Paisley, obviously, the song uh, Freedom Was a Highway is, like, the best song on radio right now. But the album, oh, he's, he's, he does one with Pitbull. I mean, his album feels like, you know, if you're a music nerd, too, you probably like this. You don't always listen to just country music. Like, you, you skip around. You listen to some Top 40 here, some, like, hip-hop. Brad. His album has all that. All of it is Jimmy. Wow. But it has all those sounds. Yeah, so it's so cool. So he'd be number four for me. And then Fancy Haygood, whose name I mentioned a minute ago, is somebody else that I just always think people should hear. And, again, it comes down to, like, just listen to him. He, he came out and played uh, Hot Chicken and Hits for us, and his voice is unbelievable. So you listen to the music on the album. His album's called Southern Curiosity. And, and you're like, damn, this dude can sing. And then you go see him live, and you're like, damn, this dude can sing. And then he eats the first bite of hot chicken he's ever had in his whole life, and breaks into like this heartfelt ballad and still you're like, damn, this dude can sing. He's just so talented and his vibe is really cool and unique too. So that's probably the five that just for some reason were top of mind right now for me. 
Uh, awesome. And and fun fact, I don't what know about if you, you man? You not, talked to Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, that's fine. Uh, fun fact, we actually had, had Tiger Lily uh, here on the podcast um, a couple of years ago. That's, so that was what I was going to ask you, because you talk to so many people. I always see you posting about who you're chatting with, and a lot of the times it'll be artists that I go, oh, I like them. I've been listening to them. I've been paying attention to them. And, and because for some reason I didn't have it in my schedule to talk to them on the show yet, I haven't had the interview personally. So I come to you and I go, oh, I want to hear more about these people. So who for you stands out? <laughs> Like, who are you loving right now? Well, uh, uh, first of all, I appreciate that. Uh, and and secondly, uh, I'm, I'm a, uh, a big fan of Breland. Yes. Uh, instant regret. Breland I is incredible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm really digging this, this uh, duo. Um, they're, they're originally from Canada, uh, but they live in Nashville now. Uh, Twin Kennedy. Say the, say the name of the band again. Twain Kennedy. All right, so I'm uh, adding something to my list. Thank you. Um, uh, I have a song called called uh, a, a Wise Woman with uh, Mallory Johnson. It's it's incredible, bro. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. I mentioned uh, Tiger Lily, Breland, and uh, Twain Kennedy. Um. Dude, they're so are Twin Kennedy are they I mean, sisters? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. they're cool. uh, uh, twin sisters. Uh, uh, and uh, I know the other two I was going to mention: uh, Priscilla Block and uh, Yeah Hastings Co. And say the last one again. Sorry, my phone cut out. Uh, Hastings Co. Yeah, Hastings Co. are great. And and uh, 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 I love uh, 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 Priscilla Block's new single. Do you feel like when you are uh, when you're listening to people just to their music, and then you have a conversation with them later on? Do you feel like you're sometimes a little more apt to like their music after the conversation? I am actually. That's surprisingly enough, I am. Uh, uh, is it the same way for you? Yeah, and it's a tough thing for me because I, I think music has to stand on its own two feet first. So I try to hear songs before I talk to the artist. And then at some point, right. you know, they, are, they release another song, and then I'm like, oh, well, now I already like them as people. I'm, st- I'm still really mm-hmm. critical when possible, but I'm always looking to like – I'm always looking for the good. So it makes me really happy once I like somebody – it makes me extremely happy when I listen to a song and I go, oh, my God, I like this, too. But I do think I'm a right. little biased based on whether or not they're a good person. And and I agree with that completely, too. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I sort of have, 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 a, little, have, a, have a little bit of a, a policy on the show here. Uh, whenever an artist drops a new single, and I know I'm, I'm – uh, Having that artist on the show, I will not listen to that uh, that song until we uh, until we uh, have the artist on air with us. So you can hear it and react in real time. Right, right, exactly. That's funny. That's the opposite of what I would do. I would uh, I would have to hear it, and then I would have to decide if I still wanted them to come on the show so that I could talk about it. Because if 
if I didn't like it, I wouldn't want to be in an awkward position. And I also wouldn't really want to be like, you know, somebody who's supposed to tell you the true music you should be listening to and then is dishonest about whether or not I like a song. So if I had an artist on and it turns out I didn't like their song, uh, I don't know. It'd be like trying to meet a baby that you thought was ugly and then not tell parents that you thought the baby was ugly. I would just hate that. I mean, I get that, you know, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, 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 this has been fun, man. Yeah, thanks. It, it's great to catch up with you, and I can't keep track of time anymore, so I know that at one point we were supposed to meet up in Nashville, and I feel like that's one of, that was two years ago, right? Team Uh Something like that, yeah. Uh, and Jeez. And I'll tell you um, a quick story. Uh, uh and for um, um, anybody out there listening, uh, this is how how um, good of a guy Ty Bentley is. <laughs> I remember uh, I reached out to you um, I'm the first time I uh, first time I wanted to be on the show. Uh, I emailed you, and and literally within the hour, you you uh, responded. I was like. Who does that? That's a lot of pressure. Now I got it. Now everybody who hasn't gotten an email response from me in a week is gonna be like, "What?" Clearly prioritizes his emails. <laughs> but I did. I think I think I had seen just how diligent you are about what you're doing and how passionate you are about radio. And I was like, "Oh, I'd do anything to help this guy continue." You know, like absolutely. So I at least wanted to write you back. Well, I appreciate you and and. And I appreciate the the uh, um um kind of guy that you are and and I just I have have a ton of respect for you, man. Thanks for saying that. I same for you. You you're really, really good about the way that you approach all this stuff and then on top of that you've got these really interesting guests that you're booking and how many years is it now? Twenty three years? Twenty third anniversary? <laughs> of your show? No, is it seven? Really. Is it eight? Um, I honestly can't keep track um, anymore. Eight years? In, a, in exactly a month, it'll be nine years. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. I'm just like, what is even happening right now, you know? Yep. Your little show is going to be driving its own car soon. Before you know it, they'll be off exactly. in the big world. And, 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 and I'll be honest with you, Tap. I didn't even think I'd last two weeks on there. Well, I think you've surpassed that, and now I don't see any going back. You're stuck with it. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, this is it for me. There's no, uh, there's no stopping. This is it. Good. Well, thanks for making me well, part of it. Thanks for inviting me on. Absolutely, man. Um, I think we're gonna gonna uh, 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 let you go and let you get about your evening. But um, you know, you've got a uh, open invitation back to the show anytime. Thank you very much. Have a great evening. Yes, I, we did it. Somehow we, we did this without my kids busting in. I can't, I, I literally can't believe it. So I'll go see if they're, if they're still safe. Let me go check on them. Yeah, I'm actually now more worried than anything. But have a great evening, man. It was good to talk to you. Uh, man, I'll talk to you later, okay? See you, bro. Bye. All right, bye. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our interview with uh, my buddy, uh, Ty Bentley. Um, let's see. Next Tuesday at uh, 4.30 Central, to uh, wrap up our our string of of, of returning guests, uh, we welcome um, 
another good friend of mine, um, the lovely Miss uh, uh, Kirsty Krause, back to the show. So I think with that, I think I'm going to um, end the episode now. Thank you for listening to uh, Weekdays of the Month. Thank you. And